Hello and welcome to the Grappling with Fatherhood podcast, a place where we talk about the lessons learned in parenting, jiu-jitsu, and where they sometimes converge. My name is Blake Cosmeyer. I am a jiu-jitsu brown belt and the father of two young kids. With me today, as always, is Uday Malhotra. What's up, everybody? Uday Malhotra here, black belt and BJJ, and the father of two beautiful little girls, um, three and seven, almost four, actually. How you doing today, bud? Good, man. How are you? How was uh, uh, your I'm weekend? I'm good. Uh, my weekend was good, dude. We uh, we traveled. Um, we were in yeah. Arizona. It was 118 degrees. Good Lord, how did you uh, it manage got, it? It's brutal, dude. It's so brutal. It got down to uh, a balmy like 98 at night. <laughs> um, yeah, dude. The world is a scary place right now. Oh <laughs> so and I saw that brutal. you like a champion, like the champion you are. You brought your gi. Oh yeah, of course, always. Yeah, nice. um, I got some good training in at Roots BJJ. Uh, I always go there. Um, people always freak out when I tell them this. Roots is like, it's it's a lean heavy on community, lean lean light on business. Um, <laughs> shout out to Gerson, their, their head instructor. Right on. And uh, there's no AC in that building. Nice. So they have a giant fan on the ceiling. And uh, as much water as you can drink, they have a bunch of water bottles and just kind of show up and honestly dude it's it's not that bad once you get started it's like yeah getting started and stopping that's when things start to suck <laughs> yeah because when you're in the middle of it you're like i'm training training, just there. training yeah you know? you're just doing it and uh, i love it that's my kind of spot man yeah dude i i think you would you would have a great time and the training is great like the, the yeah. people are, are good the jujitsu is good um yeah man how was your how was your weekend it was good man you know um We've got the team getting ready to compete in a couple weeks, so um, training's been turned up a couple notches. Um, <clears throat> I don't know that I'm going to jump in on this one. I, I've got a busy August, and I've had a busy July, so um, I might not do this one, um, but uh, I'm excited to see all of our friends and teammates compete. Yeah, you know, I was talking to um, to Anthony the other day, uh, a yeah, black belt at our school, yeah. a great competitor. Uh, he just actually opened up his own academy. Uh, shout out to, uh, Anthony, um, legacy Glendale, uh, if you're looking for a place to train out there. Um, but he was mentioning to me that, you know, he hasn't been competing as much in the last year and that's because yeah. he's really investing in the people that he's coaching. Um, and yeah. that for him, it's almost more satisfying to see the, you know, the fruits of that labor than it is for him to just get another, you know, totally get another medal, get another podium, particularly <laughs> at these kind of smaller tournaments that we've been doing. Totally. I, I, I resonate with that. And I also, I, I take pleasure in both, right? Like I think I it's fucking love it's, competing, dude. Do, you know what I mean? Like I love, <laughs> I love seeing the people who do privates with me, the, my students, the guys who come to my class every time. I love watching them succeed. And it burns me when they, when they don't live up to their potential or they, they make a little mistake or something happens and they, they don't win. Like I, I just, I put everything into them getting on that podium and then, you know, to show the support, I'm like, okay, I, I got to show them I'm in this with them, right? That's what I'm going to train just as hard as they are. I'm going to do exactly what I'm asking them of them, and I'm going to get on that podium too, right? So um, yeah, this I one is just, it's just a little tough though. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, totally. Well, it's good that we talk about competition right now because that's actually yeah. what we want to talk about this week. So yes. this week we're going to frame up the show, the lessons learned uh, in parenting and in training and in maybe even in pop culture uh, around the idea of competition and competition mindset. Yeah. Um, for me, I I like to approach this uh, and approach life with a position that you can be um, a participant or you can be a competitor right? You can participate and show up and kind of go through the motions, or you can come with the attitude that you're going to do the best that you can. You're going to invest yourself in, in the thing that you're doing completely. Now, I think that there is, um, I'm often the most competitive against myself. And I think a lot of other people can relate to that. You know, jujitsu is in many ways a team sport if you have a big academy, but it is also an individual pursuit. And, um, you know, sometimes, it's so hard to measure yourself against the other people that you're training with. You really just have to measure yourself against how you did yesterday or how you did last week or how you did six months ago. And so for me, I'm, I'm very competitive with myself. Um, that said, like there are situations where it's totally okay to be a participant and you have to choose when you want to be a competitor and when you want to show up to have a competitive mindset, in my opinion. So um, yeah, that's that's kind of the way we're, we're talking about things this week did you want to say something about 
competitive mindset, yeah. Uday? Actually, I, I love what you just said about going out and improving, right? Like you're your biggest competitor. Cobrinha, you know, when I was training at Cobrinha's, used to say this all the time is that don't go out to prove, go out to improve, right? Like you have nothing to prove to anybody, but you do always want to try and step up and level up your game. So I love that. Wow. I love this. That perfect yeah. little jujitsu instructor <laughs> mindset right there. Totally. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you know, look, I, I think, you know, when I think about competition to me, it's, it's about, it's, it's, I mean, really a lot of our life is competition, right? Especially as fathers, especially like just as, as we, not even fathers, just as humans, right? As we navigate the world, getting the job, right? I talked about the last episode that I, I'm currently in, in my job search, getting a job is a competition. I'm competing with everyone else that's in the interview process. And there are some badasses that I'm interviewing against, Right. That's a competition. When I was single, getting the girl was a competition, right? When you're looking for that next relationship, that's a competition. Chasing my wife down, dude, that was a competition. All right, let's <laughs> let's not put two two words about it. That was a competition, right? You know, getting yeah. the promotion at work, all of it, you know. And so, yeah. um, so for me, it's like once you can get comfortable with that, like in 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 a healthy way, right? If you once you can get comfortable with the fact that, like, all right. I know that I'm competing against myself and I know I'm competing against just this, this other thing going on right now. And if I can be comfortable in that scenario, in that situation, I'll do just fine. And you know, with, with jujitsu, it's, it's like relatively low stakes. You know, if you win, what I, what I tell my students all the time, like, look, if you win in this tournament on Saturday, guess what's going to happen tomorrow? The sun's going to come up. The birds are going to chirp tomorrow and I'm still going to kick your ass on Monday. And if you lose, <laughs> yeah, Guess what's gonna happen if you lose? The birds are gonna chirp, the sun's gonna come up, and I'm still gonna kick your ass on Monday, right? So like, I say that yeah. tongue in cheek, but it's it's like low stakes, right? And like, we just nothing's gonna change. You're not gonna, you're like, spouse isn't gonna leave you. Your kids aren't gonna look at you differently, right? Like, it's it's all good, you know. So just have fun and 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 recognize the low stakes nature of it, and and just use that as a vehicle to get better. Yeah, and I would just say, lastly on that, is it like. In general, life is a little bit more fun when you have some skin in the game. Yeah, totally. And like, you just think about like, you know, even even when you're you're uh, when I'm playing with Owen and we're doing something silly and like I put, you know, we're we're like, I don't know, like the the oh, laundry's uh, ready. Laundry's ready. Yeah, to try and edit that out. Um, nah, dude, it's Owen, part of it. <laughs> when I play with Owen and we're in the pool and. Um, you know, I'm, I'm throwing them up in the air and yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm exhausted, but I want to do like four more of these, you know, or I want to do like yeah. five more of these. And and they get, it gets more fun when you get, when you get invested in the experience versus, oh my God, I can't believe I have to throw them up again, you know? Yeah. Um, just because, yeah, like, yeah. And you're, you're, yeah. It's, Anyways. It's a difference. We'll it totally. I mean, it, it's, it's how yeah. you show up, right? Like it's a difference between going to your kid's event. Like, you know, yesterday I took the girls to a magic show at the library and um, I saw a lot of parents kind of on their phones, you know, like just kind of checking their emails and whatnot. It was in the middle of the day, so I get it. But like, it, but it's it's that versus like, hey, am I am I watching my kids enjoy this magic show? Am I am I in here with the experience with them? Right. So it's it's how you participate in the experience. To your earlier point, right? Like, are you participating or are you in the experience? Right. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's actually, that's the perfect example right there. Yeah, I, I love yeah. that. All right, man, let's talk about this week in fatherhood. Yeah, let's um, do it. How did, uh, wh what are your lessons around competition man. and being a dad with your kids yeah. the past few weeks? You know, I thought long and hard about how I wanted to approach this because, and, and, and in that process, I reflected a lot around Malena, right? Because she's seven years old at this point. And a lot of her peers that are, that are training or competing and they're doing well, and it's awesome. And at one point when she was like six, I nudged her to compete, and she didn't. She didn't. She didn't do well, as well as she had wanted to, and she was really hurt by it. She was like sad about it, right? And she also didn't really want to compete. And I think I nudged her a little hard. And so, kind of the inverse of what we just talked about with with us competing and our peers competing, I think with kids at that age. You know, I think it's a little bit more important for them to have fun and just enjoy the experience. And whenever they're ready to compete, you know, a little bit later in life, that's totally fine. You know, like and, and if and if you're a seven, eight year old that wants to compete, oh, my God, 
I will totally support that, right? Like, go for it. And if you're a seven, eight-year-old, nine-year-old that doesn't want to compete, that's okay too, right? Like, to me, the reason I, one of the main reasons I have the girls in jiu-jitsu is because I want them to learn confidence. I want them to learn how to protect themselves. I want them to just have that sense, like, all the great things that we've gotten out of this, right? I want them to have that. And it's something that I can actively participate with them in. And so, um, and if, if competition isn't on the radar for them yet, I don't, I don't necessarily want to push them into it. You know, I, I think, I think I want them to enjoy the, the grappling of it and the gymnastics and just kind of learning how to fall and learning to fall in love with it the way we fell in love with the sport. Right. So, yeah. um, I think there's a balance yeah. here somewhere, right? So yeah, go, go ahead. For sure. Just quickly, like an interesting lesson that I, I picked up on that. So my brother-in-law, um, yeah. His dad was a martial arts instructor for his whole life growing up, right? His yep. dad uh, cool. taught um, taught judo in Poland um, oh, wow. when he was younger. Yeah, and then moved to the states and started teaching taekwondo because it was popular. Um, yeah. And you know, had a, had an academy where he taught judo and taekwondo in in Arizona. And my brother in law, we had this really fun. He always kind of like I can see, you know, you know the look that you get when you see somebody yeah. that, that, that hear you do jujitsu and they kind of yeah. want to just grab your wrist. They kind of want to like yeah. hug you. They kind of want to because because you know as, as I think as men get older, totally. they they miss that that ability to rough house. My brother in law, totally. he's a he's, he's ex military, but he's a really nice guy. Um, not that whatever you get what I'm saying. Like yeah, he's, I, he I doesn't have a. a a need for violence or anything. It's like, he's like trying to test me. It's just, he's like, man, that looks like fun. Like I kind of want to do that. And, um, and so this, uh, this, I, I always am like, man, I want to invite him to come train with me, but I, he has the, he had that relationship with his dad where the only way he could emotionally connect with his dad was through martial arts. And I'm like, man, I don't want you to feel like the only way you can connect with me is if you do this hobby that I like. And so, we had a moment where he uh, he saw he asked me about an arm bar, and I was like, "Oh, let's fucking go, man! Yeah, let's, let's do this!" Go. Nice. <laughs> and we're on yes. the kitchen floor, just totally like, and I'm like, you know, threading the needle, like yeah. breaking the posture, like all the little things, and talking him through it. And he was, and I could feel like his body is like so tense, but also like really yeah. enjoying it. And um, and it was this moment where I was like, ah, kind of sucks that your uh your youth robbed you of the joy yeah. of this thing you know yeah. um because this is this is fucking awesome and you would love it but it's sort of convoluted with this weird relationship that you have with your dad around you know yeah emotional vulnerability and this being the only place where you can really feel like you know you see and he was like always the uke too which is horrible yeah. <laughs> his dad yeah. used to just like you know anyway so um yeah it's not too late to reset that though right it's not too late right right and i think and that's what's cool about jujitsu too is that it's just so um there's just so many different ways and levels that you can train you know you can you could be a competitor you could be a participant you could be a hobbyist um and i think he might need to find that path on his own Um, totally but i think i think all this is to say that I think your approach is really interesting. And I think that that's the, that's the way to do it. And it's hard for us, right? Because I've mentioned this before. If Owen wants to get me off the couch, all he needs to say is like, dad, let's go do jujitsu. Yeah. And like, you know, he already knows that, that that's something that's a card that he can play. And you know, that's kind of my fault. (laughs) You know, what's interesting is that this, this line of thinking applies to, areas outside of jujitsu as well. Right. And I kind of landed on that in, in this thought process. Um, as I was kind of thinking through this is that my parents did the same thing to me and they've shoved this stuff down my throat. Like my dad wanted me to become an accountant and he really, he didn't actually shove it down my throat aggressively, but he really, I could, I know he wanted me cause he was an accountant, right? He is, he is an accountant. And, um, my both my parents wanted me to play a musical instrument and I sucked at it. And I, did it to appease them. And I thought it was what I was supposed to do. And I, I just didn't give it my heart. Right. Cause I, I like it was shoved down my throat. And so in doing, in, in kind of coming to this conclusion, I, I realized I'm like, am I shoving this down my kid's throat? Cause I don't want them to this be, to become something that like they don't love. I don't, I want yeah. them to always have this. Right. And so I, yeah. I, I, I noticed Shia, my younger, my younger daughter, she was not having fun in jujitsu the other day. And so 
I gave her the option. I was like, hey, do, do you want to take a break? Do you, do you want to take some time off from jujitsu? And she said no, but I'm a little worried it's because she's talking to me. So I'm going to have Van talk uh, to her about this. You know, like yeah. have, have, have her talk with both of them. Just like, look, it's always going to be there for you. I yeah. just want you to enjoy it, right? If yeah. you don't want to do it when it's 95 degrees out, I get that. If you want to do nogi when it's 95 degrees out, I get that, right? Like, let's just yeah. find a happy place for you in this in this sport so that you do get the takeaways that are important for you to take away. Right. Um, yeah, man. I, and on that note, so I, yeah. what I was going to talk about in this week in fatherhood was just around how with this competition mindset mentality, yeah. how... Um, vacation is is in a way sort of like the competition for parents it's like the <laughs> tournament for parents because um you're you're really stretched uh you're tired your kids are tired but there's a ton of fun activities there and you know it's important to say hey we did too much it's a, let's just lay back today like we don't need to go on every single ride of california adventure right. you know i don't want to ruin this for you but if your kid's excited about like hey let's go on another three rides like hey man show up go on Do the it. three rides like push yourself through whatever you're going through because um this is the opportunity and it, there's this guy abraham piper who i follow mm -hmm. on uh on tiktok and he's uh he's like an interesting he's a um kind of like a I think he's like a Christian theology dude, but he's also like a really um, clever linguist. Uh, and mm. I'm, I'm not a religious person, but I, I like his point of view on a lot of things. And he says, had this thing about like, people focus so much on giving their kids a great future when often that's completely out of your control. You can't control the future, but what you can control is giving your kids an incredible past. Dude, and it's just like, it's, you know, oh, yeah. it's a little simplistic, but it is so helpful sometimes when you're like, wait, I can't, I can't make sure that, you know, my kid's going to get a 4.0 GPA when he gets to, gets into Berkeley, but I can make sure that he had the best fucking time in Arizona this weekend. You know, I love that too. I'm going to write that down. I like yeah, that. That's pretty lot. good, huh? Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's really, yeah. that's deep. Yeah. Um, and so for me, like, I'm like, okay, cool. This is our yeah. time to make memories. Like, let's make some memories. That's so awesome. Man. And, and. I know that you were trying to carve out some time to have a date night. Did how that go? Did you, were you able to? Oh, it was awesome. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So yeah. So for the people listening, um, my wife and I had our first date in oh three and a half years. My gosh. <laughs> since, since we had my son, um, my first son, and uh, my in laws ponied up and um, watched the kids, and it was uh, it was great, man. All we did was go to dinner, and I had that moment where. We're driving in the car on our way home, and I said something. Uh, I probably like said a swear word or something, and I like looked over my shoulder to see if Owen heard me, and I realized there's no kid in the back seat. <laughs> I had like a freak out, like <laughs> double take moment because I, you know, there's never been a time when we both been in the car since we yeah. had a kid, and there's not a kid yeah. in the back seat. So oh yeah, dude, it was great. Good, it. good man. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, dude. Let's talk about let's talk about training a little bit. Let's do that. Let's do that. Yeah. You know, um, you know, as I mentioned, you know, we've got we've got a tournament around the corner in a couple of weeks. And I'm I'm really excited about getting the team ready. You know, we've we've won first place as a team at the last two tournaments. And to do that and, and three to do that, I was, I'm so incredibly proud of everybody. You know, like what's cool about that is that everyone thinks it's the people that showed up to compete that took that helped earn that that trophy right no it's every single person in the room that shows up to train from the newest white belt to the most senior black belt and i say that to everybody every time you being there you training you're creating the environment you're creating the culture we are responsible for the culture in which we train in right and so everybody takes part in that and you don't you you it's so hard to win a team trophy it's almost impossible to do that if you're coming from a, like a just a culture that's not conducive to to team camaraderie to happiness to training hard to training smart right and so uh, professor alberto crane has built an amazing environment for that and and the students have picked up and run with it and really made it their own so i'm really proud of everyone for doing um doing their part there and um and so I'm really looking forward to this next competition. And, you know, look, one of the things I've been telling people that don't compete often, that but these guys are getting good, is that showcase it. You guys are working so 
hard right now. You're training every day. Do it for yourself. You know, you, you work so hard. To what end, right? Like, to what end? Show, do it for yourself. You, you deserve to get onto that podium. You deserve to showcase. You deserve to try. You owe it to yourself, right? And so um, I have a student of mine. And this student has been doing privates with me for over a year now. And he has, he struggled to get on the podium. He's a purple belt. He struggled to get on the podium. And um, the last one, you know, we were feeling really good going into the tournament. And um, and he, he didn't get onto the podium in the last one. And he asked me, he's like, Professor, what can I do different? What he's like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and failing and and expecting different results. And I said, no, that is a definition of practice. You're practicing right now. Let's make a few tweaks, but let's not throw out the whole blueprint. You're doing great. Like, and, and what I told him, dude, I was like, listen, man, I want you to go back and watch your first tournament. You have video from it. And I want you to watch your second and your third and your fourth and your fifth and all the tournaments. I want you to sit down and as hard as it is, I want you to watch those matches. And I want you to see how different of a grappler and a different presence you have on the mat in each one. And I was training with him this morning and he's like, dude, I did it. And you're right. And so I'm, there is progress. Now it's yeah. just, it's just, it's in the head now, right? Like we got to fix the head game. So. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and I look, also, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, one, one last point is that, you know, one thing I, I always tell my students is that, and everybody, right? Like progress is never linear. It's never linear. Anything you do, career, training, anything you do, parenthood, right? Like progress is hard and it goes up, it goes down, it goes sideways, it goes backwards and it goes back up, right? Like eventually it, you're going to see a nice slope up, but it's never going to be clean. And so, yeah. Um, so yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, around that, I feel like he, uh, I know the person you're talking about, and like, I have seen him get just so much better in the time that he's been at our gym, the time he's been working with you. Um, And that's one of the interesting things about jujitsu is that, uh, and and one of the magical things, and also one of the reasons why people don't stick around, why it takes, why so few people get a black belt, um, is because it's, the progress, it happens so slowly sometimes, Mm -hmm that it is it is not easy to see right like if i'm skateboarding and i'm trying to do a trick i can see hey i couldn't do that trick yesterday i did you know 500 reps and i can do that trick today right there's so many variables within jujitsu that make it really hard to measure your progress against anybody other than anyone else and so actually dude this is a good time to talk about this i had a buddy who reached out to me uh, yeah. last week, uh, maybe two weeks ago. Um, awesome guy. He's been training for like six years, seven years. Um, I met him in San Francisco. He is, um, uh, he's not an, an American citizen. And as a result, he is constantly dealing with visa issues and, mm. um, he can't stay in one place for very long. He has to move and, and stuff like this. And so he's never at a gym for long enough to really get the promotion and the attention that he deserves. He's the nicest guy. Um, He's his jujitsu is really good. He's really intense. Um, And he called me and he's like, Hey man, like he's just broke up with his partner. Um, He's had, he has to have pec surgery. Like it's the fucking full thing. And now he's moving to Miami and from Nashville. And he's just like the life just shit on his plate. Right? Like that's like everything that kind of can go wrong. Um, except he, he didn't get fired. So he's got that, but must be he, nice. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no. Uh, I'm just kidding. But, uh, no, no, uh, no, but he, um, he, he's like, dude, what, what do I do? You know? Yeah. And I told him like, for me, I, during COVID, I had a switch shift in me. I had been making such aggressive progress. I was competing yeah. as a purple belt. I was doing really well as a purple belt. And um, night and day going to yeah. the gym five times a week, you know, uh, competing six times a year, seven times a year to doing a zoom class, yeah, doing a zoom yeah. jujitsu class in your living room. Right. And being totally. like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, how am I ever going to get, how am I ever going to get to, to brown belt, let alone black belt? Like what, like, where's my progress? Like, how am I going to, I'm, I'm, I'm just have to, to eat it and suck now. After I've invested so much, I was, I was, I think a lot of grapplers had this existential, like, 
what yeah. the fuck am I going to do? And it was at that point that I realized like, it's just corny maybe, but like jujitsu is a lifestyle. Yeah. Not just a thing, like a, a thing that you go do. It's and not like, just a me, moment, like, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a lifestyle. Totally. And for me, like skateboarding is the same way, right? Like yeah. I don't skateboard like I did when I was 13, but I look at a set of stairs and I see that set of stairs in a different way. I see, I look at a ledge and I see that ledge yeah. in a different light, right? Like yeah. I, and I, I see the world differently as a result of the fact that skateboarding is part of who I am and jujitsu, yeah. we get so focused on progress when really it's like, Hey, once you're on the path, if you're really on the path, that's just part yeah. of who you are. And you do, you do need to go to the gym, but there are going to be times in your life where you can't go to the gym. And that doesn't mean you're not a jujitsu practitioner. That doesn't mean you're not part of this lifestyle. You know, again, you and I, we don't need to be convinced to go train five times a week. You know, we, I I would be there, you know, I would live there if I could. Um, But there are times when that's just not realistic and that's not the reality. And that doesn't mean that like you're not a grappler or that you're not a jujitsu practitioner. It just means that in this season of your life, you're going to go less. Because, I love because you have to have the confidence in yourself that in another season of your life, you are going to go as much as you can. And and that's, I mean, how true is that right now for where you are, right? I mean, you you were able to find the flexibility, but a lot of fathers with brand new babies, it's hard. When when Milena was yeah. born, I was like, how am I going to do this? When Shia was born, I was like, geez, like, what am I going to do? How am I going to find any time, right? Like, thankfully, I have a, a partner that also trains, right? Like, Van's a brown belt, and so... Um, we were able to figure it out and you're able to figure it out too. But like, I mean, for those who are listening that are new parents and you're like, dude, I, I just work is too busy and fatherhood or parenthood is just like, it's okay. It's okay to, this thing is going to be there for the rest of your life, you know? And yes. so, um, so just give your time to give yourself the grace, give yourself the time, focus on the things that are in front of your plate. And this thing will always be there for you. Yeah. And one more thing about that, um, yeah. is that like, there's an idea that if I can't go three to five times a week, then I shouldn't go at all. No. And like, you know, it, it like there's like people get like that. They're like, Hey, I'm going to start a fitness program. Oh, I can't do it. I've, I missed two days and suddenly I'm all completely off track of the program. So I'm just going to quit the program. Or I'm too diet. out of shape to a, start. Yes. One, exactly. Right. right? I, I, I'm on a diet. Oh, I had a bad day. I had a couple of bad days. And that's why, diets and workout programs fucking suck yeah. and that's why lifestyle changes are yeah. are the way to go and it's not binary it's not all or nothing uh it is varying degrees of gray and something is always better than nothing totally i'll tell you and so you know like, that yeah sorry go ahead no go ahead go ahead no i was just gonna say so like if you're if you're a dad and you're sitting there you're like oh crap man i i can go once this week i shouldn't go because i'm just gonna get smoked or whatever but it's like hey you trained 100 percent more yeah. times than you, you would have had you not gone go get smoked that's good yeah. too you'll learn from yeah. that too you know i had uh, this reminds me of a conversation i had yesterday and i think you kind of caught the tail end of this conversation i was having with um with another black belt and i was telling him you know i was just talking about coming to my competition camp prep camp this Sunday. And he's like, yeah, I'm thinking about competing, but man, I just, you know, I got to lose some weight first and I haven't competed in a while and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, listen, 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 listen. there's never a good time, right? To, to the, the best time to plant a tree is when today and yesterday, if you wait till you're the perfect weight and like your joints are all feeling good and you're feeling great, you're never going to do it, dude. Just jump into yeah. the cold water, just plunge, just go. And it, you'll feel good about it, and that will help motivate you to get to everything else you want. You want to lose the twenty pounds? Fine, start competing. You'll you'll find the motivation in the process. But if you don't start till everything is perfect, you're never going to start because life is never perfect. You're always going to have your challenges. You're always going to have your roadblocks. Just jump in. Just jump in. Yeah. And so I think, I think he's going to do it. And if he doesn't, I'm going to hold go. his feet to the fire. I'm gonna hold his feet let's to the fire. You, let's do this. <laughs> he's uh he's a teddy bear off the mats, and yeah. as soon as you clap hands, he's a bulldog. Oh my God. And that yes. that bulldog part of himself, it doesn't matter how in shape he is. That's yeah. always gonna be there. You yeah. know, like that, like when he when his when he's on and he's going, oh my god, he's so yeah. much fun to train with. 
Yeah, uh, I love training with and him. And so like, and so that part of him is always there if he's in shape, if he's twenty pounds yeah. lighter, whatever. And so it's like, hey, look, your competition, you're the competitor inside of you is always going to be the competitor inside of you. Like you'll figure out the hardware later. You've exactly. already got the software. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I, I gave him some advice, too, about, look, and, and I'm sure some of our listeners may need this advice, too, is like, look, <clears throat> um, should I cut weight? Should I should I drop two weight classes? I mean, look, he has a little bit of weight he could lose. But I'm like, dude, do you have a regular job? He, how old are you? 35. Do you have a regular job? Yes. Do you have kids? Yes. Do you have bills to pay? Yes. Are you 18? No. Okay. <laughs> then just compete where you're at, bro. Compete where you're at. It's okay. Yeah. If you get your butt kicked, all right, fine. You'll get your butt kicked. You compete the next one. You'll do a little better and a little better and a little better, right? And you'll yeah. you'll lose the weight in the process. It's fine. You know, you manage all that. But just get ready in that mindset, right? So just compete yeah. where you're at and, and have fun. Yeah. Side note, Alberto's trying to talk me to coming down. He, he um, mentioned that to me at your tournament, too. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I, dude, I mean, and, and, how far, and, how far <laughs> are you, dude? I weighed in at one seventy, okay, and the and next, the next, weight class? the next division down is one sixty eight five. Yeah, yeah, and like that, my division is is one eighty two five. So you dude, the like, thing is, you I, don't have much to wait to. You don't have anywhere to that's, lose it from. <laughs> that's you can't, you the don't, thing, right? You don't have, you don't drink, right? So you can't cut out booze. <laughs> you eat really clean, so you can't yeah. eat cleaner. You know what I mean? So yeah. look, if you can, if you can do it, do it. Yeah, why not, bro? Yeah. But, but Alberto, um, Alberto yeah. mentioned it's like when you have a guy like Alberto telling you to do that, you're yeah. like, I can fucking do that, man. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And also, yeah. like he mentioned it is like again to come to competition mentality. Um. You can use that time to your benefit, right? If you're trying to totally. make weight, he's like, hey, dude, like go to bed a little hungry and it'll make you yeah. want to fight more. Like totally. it'll it'll put the makes fight you piss in you a little bit more. Yeah. I had a coach that used thinking, to tell me like cutting weight yeah. makes you piss in vinegar. Yeah, exactly. So we'll see. I mean, again, it's yeah. like two and a half pounds. Like it's not that big of a deal. But yeah. anyways. I mean, look, everyone's circumstance is a little different, right? Like, yeah, I mean, honestly, I know I, I guided you another way earlier, but if you're that close dude, just yeah, I would just see if you can do it. If you and but don't yeah. don't like kill yourself, man. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. Cause I don't want here's some other great advice I got early in my career. Don't let the pressure exceed the enjoyment. Right? Dude. Don't let the pressure exceed the enjoyment. Yeah. Have fun. If you feel like you're gonna get stressed out from cutting two and a half pounds, three pounds, whatever, the hell with it. But if you think you can do it, dude, just have fun, right? Just, if yeah. you can, and, and quite frankly, even though you don't drink, even though you eat super clean, yeah, you could probably do it. You could probably yeah. do it. You know, if you have the time, just do it. The other guy, the black belt, he's he's a little bit further from his goal. So I'm like, bro, just, yeah. just and, and he's not used to the competition scene as a black belt, right? Like he hasn't competed as a black belt. Just go out there, get your feet wet, get your feet wet. And then, and in that process, you'll the motor will run. Right. So. And, and to that note real quick, last thing, and then we'll move yeah. on. I, I, um, with competition, I remember as a, as a white belt, my first tournament, I trained so hard yeah, and I was so excited when I got to the tournament because it was the opportunity to let the jujitsu shine. Right. 100%. And like, that was the attitude I took. It was, and it's the same thing with cycling, right? When I was with cycling, because with cycling, it sucks, man. You spend yeah. the way period, uh, periodic training works. You spend months, months doing zone two shit. That's so boring. Spending six hours on your bike, like, you know, Ugh. and then you, and then, and then as the months come on, the, the workouts get smaller and tighter and faster yeah. and more intense. And you spend like six weeks, four months training, for your season and then you get into your season and you're like let's fucking go i already put all the work in yeah. now it's time for the party like now it's time to show yes. people that yes. i spent you know week i spent weeks uh, at like 400 miles a week you know and yes. so with jujitsu i was like yes dude like i've got all of this cool shit that i've learned and i've got this skill that i've honed in let's show people let's let's play like let's actually yeah. get in there and do it and like i think that's the attitude instead of like Oh, I might lose. It's like, oh, you get to play. Like, this is finally the time. Yeah. 
So I love that, anyways. dude. And, you know, sometimes it just takes a coach, a professor, putting the arm around you and saying, "Hey, I think you should do this." And and you know what? Yeah. Truth, truthfully, look, I spent my whole childhood and young adulthood competing, and I yeah. hadn't competed as a black belt until 2021, 22. And it's because somebody did that for me. I had a more oh, okay. senior black belt put their arm around me and be like, hey, man, why aren't you competing? You're a killer. You're a monster. And I was like, fuck, yeah, you, you're right. I, I owe it to myself. I owe it to my family who who sees me leave for like two hours at a time to go train, you know, like who sees me on Saturday mornings. I owe it to them, you know. Let me showcase. Let me do this thing. And so I'm, I'm glad that person did that for me. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, man, last thing I wanted to mention yeah. around training is that I, you know, I, I mentioned this before I got to travel to roots where I, yeah. I go train a couple times a year in Arizona. Where um, in Arizona, it's, Blake? Super, uh, it's in Phoenix, it's in uh, Gilbert, technically Arizona. Yeah. It's called roots BJJ. Um, and I got to, you know, we've talked about the attitude. You had a great mentality around, um, how to show up when you're traveling particularly mm -hmm. as a higher belt. Um, where you mentioned, you know, being humble and, and asking, yeah. you know, just, just showing up as a student and not trying to prove yourself. Um, people remember more how you make them feel than, you know, how, how totally. you tap them. Um, you had mentioned that before. And so, you know, I, I love this gym. It is also kind of a, there are some tough guys there and guys that I, I'm like, okay, cool. I see this guy once every couple of months, like, let's see where I'm at against him. Um, and so that part is, is it's fun. <laughs> I love it. And it's also, you leave either, you leave with something to think about. Um, also, just for people to have this in their mind. So uh, my buddy, Colin, I've been training with him since I was a blue belt. I mentioned him before, he just got his black belt. And I, I, we, I, you know, he was there whenever I trained, we had hard rounds. And then I purposefully reserved a round for us just to fuck around. Yeah. Where I was yes. like, Hey man, let's, I was like, let's, let's flow like whatever. And that's when you see the magic happen. Yeah. Right. Totally. When you take the pressure off, when you give up a couple of taps, when you just kind of give up position with the idea of, Oh, I know where this is going to go. So I'm going to do my thing. Like let's fucking dance. Yeah. And sometimes when you take the pressure off, that's when that's again when the magic happens and when you see really see the skill of the person that you're training with totally. where i was like oh my god like this guy's magic like this guy's so good and when he, you know when you're only sitting in your a game because you want to win the round you yeah. don't get to see as much of the the breadth of the people again yeah yeah dude um, that that that's such an awesome point i um you know one of as I was coming up, one of the instructors that uh, that I had was Jeff Glover and Bill Cooper, two really, really, really good black belts. And um, their whole thing is just is just that, right? Have fun. Put yourself in bad positions. Put yourself in weird positions, and just try and like figure it out. And so, like, and and that's what keeps it fun. That's what keeps it fresh. Yeah. You know, when you were talking about cycling just now, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you know. Man, more power to you because I can I couldn't cycle long distance. I can't run long distance. I hate lifting weights because it's so mundane and boring to me. It's it's repetitive motion, right? Training jujitsu is like a different board game every time you roll with a different training partner. And depending on what you show, it's like chess, right? Like people always say that. It's like human chess. Depending on what moves you make, you're you're gonna have a different game. And when you purposely put yourself in like a weird position, it just becomes that much more interesting, right? And so that's one yeah. of the key lessons I learned from those guys. And it, it just coming from the guy, it's... coming from the guy who's been pulling guard on me lately. Coming from the guy, <laughs> hey, don't tell nobody. Don't been, tell nobody who's been trying to take my back lately. <laughs> that's, right, that's right. So I'm a notoriously not a guard puller, and I'm notoriously <laughs> bad at finishing from the back. So I've been working on like just putting myself in those situations and getting uncomfortable and getting comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Yeah. Um, all right, dude, let's move on yeah. to, let's do it. Uh, let's, let's do our snack attack. Ude has a Bro. fun, <laughs> fun activity for us today. All right, you guys. So I feel like I have, I have been slacking in snack attack lately. And so I'm going to reformat this for myself a bit. And what I asked my wife Van to do is she was doing a Trader Joe's one the other day. I said, Hey, pick up any snack you want for me. I don't care if it's delicious, disgusting, anything. 
Just pick up something, put it in a brown paper bag, bring it to me. I'll try it live in a podcast. And here we go. So here's the brown paper bag. I'm seeing this for the first time with you, Blake. Let's go. What the hell is this? Crunchy chili onion peanuts. All right. Let's go. She knows I like spicy stuff. So hold on. What is it? Crunchy chili onion? Crunchy chili onion peanuts. So Trader Joe's has that crunchy chili oil sauce that you put on like eggs or like whatever, right? And so it looks like they made a peanut version of this. Okay, so like yep. the like the famed sriracha cashew, or they had a, they also had a, um, God, like a, a lemongrass uh, almond mix. They, so I let's remember see, that. Let's see, yeah. Let's see yeah. what we got here. All right, so let's see. I'm going to rate the spiciness. I'm going to rate the taste. Let's see. Okay. Hmm. I think it's so. All right, it's good. I wouldn't necessarily call it spicy. It might be. This might be a little controversial to say, but I'm gonna say it anyway. It might be white people spicy, but it's not okay. spicy for me. Let's let's huh? let's back this up. What yeah. okay? What kind of spice do you have in your fridge right now? I have like what kind of hot sauce do you have? Like you're having eggs. What are you putting yeah. on your eggs? Um, Just so people can I, gauge your gut. Yeah, yeah. It's like the, you know how they on the jars or the bottles they have the gauge, like the, the chili yeah. pepper, and then they have the gauge. It's like towards the top end, so okay. I don't remember exactly what it's called, but it's like the high, the hot, hot stuff. And okay, so, are you um, like a, a vinegar based, like, uh, like tapatio, uh, like? I'll, I'll uh, mess with tapatio, but like, yeah, but I'll, I'll use those more for flavor. So here, here's a good example for you. We grow Thai chilies in the backyard. There we and go. So, what I do is okay. I'll make, so just take mm-hmm. take this with a grain of salt. This man yeah. is growing Thai chilies in his yeah. backyard, telling yeah. you that these peanuts aren't spicy. So <laughs> exactly. okay, they're good. These are, I'll, I'll tell you that. Look, Trader Joe's, another one hit out the park. It's good. Spicy, I'd say it's got a a little, not even a kick, like a little a flick to it. It's like a flick. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But try it. It's good. Trader Joe's sponsor us. <laughs> throw it in there okay cool i'm gonna do uh i'm gonna do a cheap one so um i'm gonna talk about these uh fluid uh electrolyte um packets so full disclosure um this is a company founded by a dear friend of mine a guy who i've known since uh middle school um and you know it was uh you know was in my wedding so um i've actually i actually named this product <laughs> um, oh nice they're yeah, yeah. So uh, I've been I've been helping Rich with uh with this brand for a long time. Uh, so it's called uh Fluid uh Tactical Electrolyte Drink Mix. Fluid Tactical Electrolyte Electrolyte Drink Mix. This is the zero sugar version, which I actually like better than the um, the sugar version. And uh, it's just like a simple electrolyte mix. Comes in an easy package. So Rich actually, uh, so the company actually provides these for um like like uh, first responders and uh, guys who like are like fighting forest fires and stuff like that. They're actually used in the field by people whose like lives depend on um, being hydrated. So I was in Arizona this weekend and I like, it's so hot dude that that you don't, (laughs) your hair dries while you're training. Like you walk out and you're like, why is my hair dry? I'm literally like seven pounds lighter. And so you have to have something in your water that's more than yeah. water, right? You need some salt, you need some magnesium. Um, and this is a great product and it tastes delicious and super refreshing, um, especially if you're not a big water drinker. Sometimes we even throw a little bit of this in Owen's Owen's water to get him to drink it because he, he calls it juice. And if like Owen's never had juice, I mean, he has juice, but like he's not, we don't, we don't have like apple juice or, you know, orange juice in our fridge. Um, this is a good way to be like, trick them into getting something that's good dude i tried the grape one last night i tried the grape one yesterday after training actually and it is good it tastes really good and i felt good after drinking it (laughs) okay um, cool cool yeah Yeah. and and yesterday i'm glad you liked it dude oh dude i loved it and and yesterday in socal like after we trained yesterday it was like 95 degrees and so it wasn't quite as bad as arizona but I and you know I ride my bike to and from the gym, and so I was like sweating profusely by the time I got home, and so I was like, I need hydration right away, 
As soon as I got home, I dumped this in the water and it was exactly what I needed. Nice. Yeah. And you know, you got to, you got to account for the, the heat coming off the asphalt is also like yeah. makes the ambient heat much hot, hotter than totally. what it says on the thermometer. Um, okay, dude. Uh, I am stoked to talk to you about this next up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, me too. We're gonna have a pop culture moment. And Uday wants to talk about the American Gladiators documentary. And I'm Bro. so pumped. <laughs> Guys. Oh my God. I, for, I, for, I forgot that show existed. I mean, I knew it existed, but I, I didn't, like, you know, you don't think about the show because it hasn't been on in 20, 25, 30 years, right? Like, and um, I used to watch it as a kid, like Saturday mornings. I'm like, okay, X-Men, Spider-Man, American Gladiators, right? Like, there it is. And um, and I forgot all about it and how much fun I had watching it. So, like, watching this documentary on Netflix, for those who don't know, there's a documentary on Netflix that goes into the deep, dark underbelly of American Gladiators. And... Um, like as they were, I forgot all the characters, right? But as they were talking about them, and as they show you, like, oh yeah, Nitro, Ice, yeah, you know, Gemini, totally, it brought back a lot of memories. So I just thought it was interesting, and um, you know, it, it's always so fascinating to see what goes on when they pull the curtain back, right? Like when you see what's going on behind the scenes, because when you're a kid, like when I was like a five, six, seven, eight year old kid, I was just like, oh, this is like a bunch of badass dudes and ladies like fighting like normal people who also are pretty badass in their own right. Like, all right, cool. But then they pull the curtain back and you see everything that goes on behind the scenes and how they got there. Like, how did this show get there? So fascinating. What'd you think? Oh yeah. I mean, same. Like I was like, I was the guy who was like jumping off yeah. the couch like, yes. trying to create my own, you know, like, Hey, yeah. like dad, like let's get the broomsticks out yes. and have a joust. Like do the I joust, was, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like so amped on the show when I was a kid. Yeah, uh, which just probably says a lot to like why I love jujitsu now. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, it's like it's. I don't. Did you ever see the Ronnie Coleman documentary? So there's a documentary about oh, no, Ronnie Coleman. No, uh, who's the the most uh, the, the most right? winning? Yeah, the most winning Mister Olympia of all time. Yeah, and um, it he he's he's like, he basically can't walk now. Oh um, gosh. and it's about like, it's odd. It's like about this, like, Hey man, like you spent it all when you were this, this young to achieve these yeah. things. And now you're, you're, you know, you're in debt or you're paying for it now. And some of those stories from the, mm -hmm. the gladiators is like, wow. Like, I didn't even think about that. Like, I didn't even think about how dangerous these things that you were doing were. And I just always assumed that like, they're fine. Like yeah. there's, this has got to be safe. It's on TV. And the, the real kind of danger that they were in uh, was super interesting. Their, um, their stories of what they do now and who, how they uh. kind of assimilated into like a different life. Some of them are super inspiring. Some of them are a little sad, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's just, it's interesting, especially particularly, right? Because you and I, this is a weird thing that other people probably don't experience, but we train jujitsu with a lot of young stars, people yeah. who are trying to to do that. Some stunt, some stunt yeah. people, right? Some stunt yeah. actors. Totally. Um, and, uh, and we've also seen some of those people age out and have to mm -hmm. go back to where, where they came from and stuff like that. And uh, it's just an interesting like glimpse at like, Hey, these people were technically as successful as you can be at doing this. Right. And like that success didn't necessarily bring them the type of happiness and fulfillment yeah. that I think a lot of the young people that we interact with are really hoping to achieve. Totally. Um, with no disrespect to them. I think it's beautiful that they're chasing that. I chased that when I was younger. Um, and to some degree, I chase it now. Yeah. Um, and so like I, I, I admire it and I respect it, but it is a good reminder success in that uh, arena does not necessarily mean happiness fulfillment uh that the rest yeah. of your life is going to be figured out man what a, what a great point and what a great tie-in right like dude I, I i know this is true of you too i want to do this till i'm 80 90 100 years old i want to do yeah. this for the rest of my life this will be a part of my life forever right as long as i'm walking on this earth this will be part of my life and sometimes that means dude, slow down, slow down, right? Like it's not the 
It's not the finals of Mundial. It's not ADCC finals every single round, right? Like you don't have to protect your guard like your life depends on it, right? Like in a in a training round on a Tuesday in Burbank, California, right? Like just relax, dude. All right, you know, like elongate yeah. your, your training. So, yeah. So, um, let me ask you something. Kind go of going ahead. back to the gladiators. What event? You, when you watch it. a show, what event did you want to do when you were a kid? Or maybe as an adult when you were rewatching it? Uh, so the one that I really wanted to do yes. was, uh, which is weird, just because I thought it was so cool, was yeah. the one where they have the, um, this is funny because I don't own any firearms, <laughs> um, but the one where they have the the guys shooting the tennis the balls gun. down at yes. them. And they're like, they have to run from thing to thing to shoot the missile back up at them. Dude, that that to me was like, I, I maybe it's because I didn't have like Nerf guns and stuff as yes. a kid, but I was like, dude, I would kill it at that. Like, I'd be yes. so good. And but then that, watching it now, of course, the one that I wanted to do yeah. was the one where they're wrestling in the circle, right? Oh, for sure. For I was sure. like, that, oh, I'd fucking, yeah. That's so funny you say both of those because as I was watching it, as we were watching it together, every time they showed the scene where they're like shooting down and they were shooting up, I was like, I want to do that like now. I want to do that today. <laughs> and the same thing, I would probably suck at that. I have, my aim is like probably terrible at that, right? Like, but it looks like so much fun, dude. That looks like yeah. so much fun. Yeah, that's funny, man. That's a good question. Um, all right, dude, let's, uh, let's wrap up a little yeah, bit man. with our learnings from this week. Let's do it. So, yeah. um, you know, look, I, I, I heard a great quote from Vince Lombardi. And um, it's it fatigue eventually makes cowards of us all. And I thought that was so interesting because none of us want to admit that we're like cowards or giving up. Right. But like when we're in that zone and we are exhausted, how many times have you caught yourself saying, fuck it? No, it's fine. Whatever. Right. Like whether it's with our kids or we're training, like someone's kind of going to the inverse of what I just said, like you're exhausted and someone's really grinding to pass your guard and you're like, fuck it, just take it. Or your kid's like, <laughs> Papa, Papa, I want fruit snacks. All right, just fucking take it. Right? Like, so, but the more reps we get in those environments, the and the more we practice in that challenging environment, the less, the the more difficult it is for us to become fatigued. Right? So, you know, kind of leaning into the idea of competition mindset, the more we put ourselves in that, like, okay, I'm tired, but I can keep going. I have 3% more in me. And the more we buy into that, the more we do that, the, the further along it takes to make us in that fuck it zone. Right. Like, yeah. and so I, I just, it really resonated with me. Like, look, you know, in jujitsu, it's, it's more about the skill set than it is about the, than it is about the gas tank or the strength or the, the quickness, right? It's more about the gas tank. I'm sorry, it's more about the skill set. And the more you practice that skill set in a stressful environment, the more successful you'll be when you're putting yourself in a competition setting, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, so a few things. One thing that's nice about being an adult and about having kids. So, like, there's this idea I used to have when I was younger that, like, if you compromise once, you're going to compromise yep. every time, right? I love that. And yep. sometimes that's true, right? But it's also you get to a certain age, you get to a certain place in your life where you realize, okay, I'm not compromising. Like I'm yeah. listening to myself. I'm yeah. I'm aware of like, you know, I know that if I want to go harder tomorrow, then I need to dial back today. I know yes. that like today isn't the tournament. The tournament is in two weeks. And if I, you know what I mean? If I burn a match here, I'm not going to be able to, to burn a match, there, whatever it is, right? And so understand that some things... It's not about you're not compromising, uh, and some things you are compromising. Yeah, <laughs> dude, you know what? You, and so, I gotta, like, I, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you go. I, was just, I gotta commend you, man. You know, like you do such a great job of finding that balance and striking it exceedingly well. I suck at it. I am like, all right, I gotta train. It's noon. I gotta go. I gotta I have to train. Whereas you do such a good job of finding that balance and still maintaining a competitive mindset when you train right like where you're like nope these are my training days and i and and that's it and if, if something switches yeah. up okay i can train and but these are the days i've dedicated to x y and z and this are the days i've dedicated to training 
right? How many times have I tried? Come on, Blake, let's go train on a Sunday, dude. Let's do it. Like, no, dude, I can't. It's, it's my day with the family. And, and I guys commend you, man. You do a really fantastic job of striking that balance. I, I, thank you, Uday. Uh, I will commend you on the on the opposite that you uh, show up like it's your fucking job every time, and that is that is awesome. And I like, oh, it inspires me. Like I said, you're a really inspiring presence to train with and to be at the gym uh, with because you do you show up and train like it's your job, yeah. uh, and you're present for your training partners and you're present for every round and like it's you know that is not something that everyone can do. I will add Thanks, that yeah. the way I train now is not the way I trained 10 years ago. And that uh, there that's smart. are seasons. That's smart. Yeah. Whole seasons of my cycling career that yeah. were fucked yeah. because I didn't know how to do this. And because I I couldn't shut down that part of my brain that said, if you compromise once, you compromise yeah. every time. Yeah. You know? And and the second part is children are an incredible force function yes. for decision making and some of those decisions are just taken out of my hands yeah you know like this is also a result of having a really awesome solid partner who says totally. all right how many days a week do you want to train let's schedule it out let's figure out when you're going to go to the gym when you're going to drop off the amazon returns on your way to the gym yeah and like you know and we'll figure our life out around that and so um, and with that, I'm saying, I'm not going to be like, Hey babe, like I'm going to yeah. go again. I'm going to go again. Cause yeah. I respect the fact that she gives me the space to do it when I want to do it. And there are times when I definitely do that, you know, and then when we yeah. push and whatever, we figure stuff out. Um, but like I said, these, these, this is, this is a lesson that I learned from fucking up ra whole race seasons in cycling yeah. because I just wanted to train harder and harder and harder. And even in jujitsu, dude, I had, I had weekends where I would have a tournament and a bike race. Oh my god! And I, in my head, in my head, I'm like, "That's fine." The tournament was on Saturday. I'm competing yeah. for ten minutes, yeah. and then I'm gonna go do it. And then I'm gonna go do a bike race. The bike race is yeah. two hours. That's fine. And it's like, oh my god! And I would suck at both. <laughs> so, you know, but dude, uh, you know, I, I think I, I strive to be more like you and and hit that balance, strike that balance. And I think, you know, I I think what's gonna happen is eventually I'm gonna get back to work. And training at noon yeah. will, will no longer be a thing. And so it's going to be about figuring out like, or maybe maybe it'll be a thing like once a week. Or, you know, like I think it's going to be, Uday, you need to sit down and figure out what your schedule is, right? And we, we to your point, we go in seasons, right? Like right now I'm in a season where I have I have the ability. So then I do feel guilty. I'm like, man, I could be training right now, right? Like the kids are at daycare, the kids are at camp, kids are at school. I, I could and I should be training. So, you know, it's, I think it's just about finding the balance when you're in those seasons. So yeah, let's see. Let's um, see. And, and, and good on you, man. I just want, I just wanted to call that out. And the second thing I was inspired by your Lombardi quote It's one of my favorites. Nice. He makes cowards of us all. Yeah. Second, that is, that is so similar to the sallow. Uh, if you use strength, you get yeah. tired. If you get tired, then, you know, yes. you get sloppy, you get sloppy, you get caught. Right. Or you, yes. you get killed or whatever he says. Totally. Um, and it just occurred to me that those two are kind of connected. Absolutely. Um, and the second is uh, one of my favorite quotes from Greg Lamont. It's a really famous quote in cycling is that it never gets any easier. You just go faster. It never and gets any easier. You just go faster. Nice. And Greg, Greg is the, the greatest American cyclist of all time. Um, and uh, he was like the last clean American cyclist. Uh, and mm -hmm. so it's just, it's a, it's a mentality for like, I remember when I was running track and, um, we would, we were doing uh, in high school and we were doing a, um, a, uh, speed workout and Roberto Contreras fucking state champion is out there. And I am, I have, dude, I am not as fast as Roberto Contreras. I, I couldn't, I could barely hold on to him in the warm up, Right. And I'm killing myself and I'm exhausted. And my coach goes to me, he's like, you know how you feel right now? I'm like, yeah. He's like, Roberto feels the same way. Oh shit. And I was like, that's true. That's true. He is just as fucking tired as I am right yeah. now. Like we share that. And, yeah. and the only difference is he goes faster than I do, but we both have this feeling, right? We, it, yeah. it, it hurts for everybody. And in jujitsu, like there's an idea that like, as you get deeper in the game, it gets easier. Nah, no, <laughs> it doesn't. gets hard. 
Yeah. You know, the person that you, you know, that you're, uh, you know, there are more people maybe underneath you who you have options to train with. But if you yeah. want your jujitsu to progress, it's the same shit that you did the first day that you showed up. Dude, totally. Um, totally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. All right, dude. Love that. Yeah, uh, dude. Good chat. <laughs> so let me, let me I want to put this to our audience, right? Like, I would cool. love to hear from our audience about a competition you guys have coming up. How are you feeling? Are you feeling yeah. anxious? Are you excited? How do you manage any anxiety you feel ahead of it? Like, how do you, how do you kind of control that? And, and do you, do you control it? Um, yeah. yeah, I would love to hear from you guys. Quick, so how you could reach us, uh, quick note on Spotify, you can actually uh, make a comment um, directly into Spotify when you're listening to this podcast uh, on, on that platform, which I just figured out the other day. Um, and the second thing is you could just drop us an email at um, grapplingwithfatherhoodpod at gmail.com. Um, and Uday and I actually will read those emails and we'll, we'll try and yep. answer any questions that you guys have for the next episode. Um, so uh, until next time, protect your damn necks and uh, we'll talk to you later. <laughs>